So it was requested to talk about Lashon Hara, and particularly I want to talk about the idea that there is some Lashon Hara that is permitted to talk about. That there's some, when it comes to Lashon Hara, it's, it's complex, because you might think that the Chavetz Chaim, who was known to be the person who in past generation pushed this concept about not speaking Lashon Hara, not gossiping, was a very quiet person. You would think that Lashon Hara, if it's really that bad, you should never be able to speak it, yet we know there's a concept called Toelis. Toelis is Lashon Hara for a purpose. And Ramosha Sternbuch says that the area of Lashon Hara one should focus on most is this area of Toelis, because there are times when not speaking can lead to greater tragedy and greater uh, harm than speaking, right? So the, it was requested that someone asked if I can speak with Lashon Hara, particularly focus on Toelis, I thought that was a very nice idea because it's something that could really be halacha l'maisa. And again, halacha is a halacha. Not like a nice thing to do, a nice midos. This is a halacha. In order to do that, we have to take a step back and discuss what exactly is the issue? What exactly is the problem with speaking Lashon Hara? Well, it hurts too many people. And you were here the last year. No, I knew that before you told me. So what's the problem with Lashon Hara? Conceptually. Forget Pesukim. Forget the Torah. God said not to. Forget the Torah. The person you're telling, you're telling the bad stuff to is going to have a worse opinion of the person you're talking about. And that will help, that will increase conflict and make everyone more upset. Machlokis, which could also lead to actual harm. All right, that's one side. What about from this perspective of the person talking? I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. I think there's two ways to look at Lashon Hara. One can say the problem with Lashon Hara is it causes harm. Right? You talk about someone, you talk about people don't want to patronize their businesses, people think badly about them, it causes machlokas, it causes harm. The other side is to say, no, it's less about the harm and more it's a Midos issue. Person who walks around talking Lashon Hara, it's, it's bad midos. It's you know we don't get angry, we don't we don't scream and yell at people, we don't speak Lashon Hara, and this in particular is probably worse than the, 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 those other ones. Lashon Hara, it's a midos issue, and then you get into a funny issue, territory of legislating midos, and can we legislate midos? And kind of maybe even Eitan's point is the Torah Aser things that are bad, or things bad because the Torah Aser it a little bit. That kind of that sort of question. Yes, Dan. Yes, correct. This is like the virtue ethics. This is the question of virtue ethics. Now, I'll tell you, the Ram, what is the Ram? The Ramam said, the Ramam answered it. The Ramam thinks that, it, it, we're getting sidetracked, the Ramam thinks the mitzvot that make sense, you, we, don't, we don't do because they're just purely makes sense not to do, right? Don't steal because the Torah, not because the Torah says don't steal, it's because it's a bad thing to do. Whereas, don't eat treif because the Torah legislates it. But again, what I'm trying to get, get to it here is as follows. Maybe one can make an argument. The problem, real problem with Lashon Hara is about the speaker. Yes, it may cause harm, but that's secondary. The speaker should not speak Lashon Hara. And they're, and they're, or listen. But it's a more of a meatless issue. Or one could say, no, the Torah is not going to legislate that so far, and therefore the issue really is just going to be on the harm. And this is going to have a real nafkamin in one second. Before we begin, let's see, let's, that, that, with that, let's begin. The Torah tells us, the Salem Roth about Mechla, source number one, do not be a tailbearer, don't be a, a gossiper among your nations. 
And then the Torah says, Lusamid Adam Reecha Ani Hashem. Don't stand out with your brother, your blood of your neighbor, as we spoke about a couple weeks ago, that the Gemara Tzenhedra tells you, you're walking down the road, you see someone drowning, and you know how to swim, you can't say, ah, let them drown. Lusamid Adam Reecha, don't stand over your brother's blood, meaning, if you are able to, then you have an obligation to save someone's life. Why are these two in the same Pasuk? Maybe there's a connection, maybe there's not. But the Torah tells us, do not, do not speak Lashnara, and for Eitan, that is enough. The Rambam, if you look at the Rambam, we're not going to do it all inside, but the Rambam basically says, Ezu Rachel, what's a, what's a talebearer? What's a, a sort of gossips? Zesh, a towing devar, a holding me, zeb, a zeb, a ploni kaf, a kaf, shemafia ploni. He starts saying, you know what I heard about this person, you know this person told me about that person. Even though it's true, it's true. It destroys the world. And this gets a little bit to Yair's point. I have two things to say about this. People always wonder if it's true, so then why, what's wrong with it? It's true. The guy, the guy may be a corrupt person. Why can't you walk around telling he's a corrupt person? One is, what does it do to society when people are always gossiping about others? It destroys society. People lose trust in each other. What happens? And we all know, we all encounter that person who likes speaking Lashnar. We know when they walk away from us, they're probably going to talk Lashnar about us. It just happens to be, it destroys the world. But I, I think there's two other issues with it being Emmas. One is, I, once said some, I was once talking to someone, and they told me something about a certain person. It was true. And I admit, I believed it. And I realized the problem with Lashnar is that it's true. Because I was never able to look at that person the same again. It's true. And you know what? It had no toilets. It was, okay, so the person acted a certain way. And no ramifications on my life, but I was never able to look at that person again. So in a way, yes, being true makes it a lot worse. But also, I think this is, so, this is also a very insightful uh, in, uh, point that Rabbi Feldman made in his book on Lashon Hara, and that's as follows. Oftentimes, it's only true to an extent. Because we're all biased. The people telling us things are biased. We only see half a picture. And perhaps part of the issue is we think it's truer than it really is. That we get half a picture. Someone says, oh, you know what so-and-so did? We get half the picture. And it's only half true. It's only half the picture. And that's why maybe it's worse, because when you think something is true, it's a lot more harmful than when you know something is false. When you think something is true, even though it's not true, it's a lot more harmful. That's how that's what mis misinformation essentially is. So perhaps part of the reason why Lashon Hara, when it's true, is worse than when it's false, is because it really isn't totally true. But you think it's true, and it creates a false picture, a false narrative, and that's why it can destroy the world. The Rambam goes on, he really starts focusing a lot on the person who's speaking Lashon Hara. And it goes, in the, in the next halacha, halacha two, he says, Chacham say there are three things that remove a person from this world, and then he says, and Lashon Hara is connected to all of them, and he says, Lashon Hara killed the person who speaks it, the person who listens, and the person who it's talking about, it's talked about. Um, and then he finally concludes, and he says, next halacha, because that's again, he's very much focusing on the person speaking it, and then he says to the point, and then he focuses again on the ramifications, on the harm done. So the Ramam kind of takes a hybrid approach of both on the person and the harm, harm done. However, the Chavetz Chaim, the Chavetz Chaim focuses very much on the first approach, on, on its bad midos. And this is what he says. This is, like, I didn't label the sources, I'm sorry. See the Chavetz Chaim under the Rambam? Do not be a tailbearer walking among your people, says the Chavetz Chaim. The Gemara tells us, if a person has intention to do an Avera, they go to sleep, hoping the next morning they're going to wake up and go and rob TD Bank here on the corner. And their alarm doesn't go off, 
says the Gemara, God does not fault them. God does not hold it against them because God only judges you for your actions when your actions were negative. The opposite, however, is not true. If you intended to do a mitzvah and, you, and you, it didn't end up happening, God still gives you some sort of credit for it. Again, what this exactly means, I don't know, but what I do know is if you intend to do an Avera and you don't end up doing it, yes, maybe you have to uh, work on yourself, but you don't, you, you, God doesn't fault you for that. Says the Chavetz Chaim, that is not true by Lashon Hara. Lo seilich rachel ba'amecha, do not be a talebearer, meaning someone who walks around, says, as the Rabbim said earlier, which we didn't read inside, someone who walks from here to there to there, looking to, to uh, disperse and to tell everyone the latest gossip, the latest news. Do not go, even on going, even if you do not actually tell Lashon Hara, the mere fact you were going to go to Lashon Hara, that's a problem. Beyond just the Avera of Rechilus, of, of the gossip, just going around and looking to gossip is also an Avera. And why would that be? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that this is the one unique Avera that just looking to tell Ashanara, walking around looking for it, is itself an Avera? What do you think, guys? Why do you think... Go on, go on and tell someone Lashonara, even if you don't tell them, is also a problem. Anyone? Because you intended to do the Avera. But why is that different than every other Avera? And I think what the Chavetz Chaim is going to tell you, is to try to tell us, is as follows. Because it's, it's about the person speaking it. It's not just about the harm done. You're walking around, you're looking to say Lashonara, like what does that do to you as a person? It's corrosive. You're looking to gossip. You're looking to, to you're looking, you, maybe you've been there. You kind of like, you, you walk, looking for someone to share the hawk with. And a, you get a rise out of it. There's an excitement to it. And that in and of itself is corrosive to you as an individual. And therefore, Rechavetz Chaim seems to really be focusing on the effect on the individual who's saying the Lashon Har beyond the harm. Yes, there's harm done. But that's secondary to the harm the person is doing. And that's what, and that's what the Chavetz Chaim says. So again, broadly speaking, the issue of Lashon Har is either the effect, the harm, or the or the individual, it's bad vetoes. And that brings us to Toelis. That brings us to this concept of Toelis. And the question is, what exactly is Toelis? So Toelis is, when there's a purpose, there's, one is allowed to say it, even though it's would be Lashon Har in other contexts. And this is the question that Rav Asher Weiss raises. Isn't that, there's the laws of Lashon Har, and the laws of Lashon Har is, when things are needless, when there's no point to them, then one cannot gossip. However, if there's a point, if it's not a shock, if there's a purpose to it, you're trying to save someone from harm, whatever it may be, it's no longer considered Lashnara. Right? One way of looking at it. It's not Lashnara if there's a purpose. Lashnara is needless gossip. Or one can make a different argument, and they think this is a very strong argument. Lashnara is gossip. Lashnara is saying something negative about something regardless of whether there's a Tuelis or not. However, in halacha, this happens often. Sometimes we have something called a clash of values. We have Lashon Hara saying, do not say it. And we have Toela saying, no, no, no. This is, you should say. A clash of values. What do you do when there's a clash of values? You make a hierarchy. And the hierarchy is preventing harm to someone else outweighs the fact that you're speaking Lashon Hara. I think a good analogy would be, if it's Yom Kippur and someone is really sick and needs to eat, we don't say it is the necessity to fast by Nisimah Nafshu Zeichem. The fast Yom Kippur. It's not that we say it's no longer Yom Kippur. 
It's not like the person who walked down the road on Shabbos and sees a wad of cash and says, it was Shabbos before, an hour ago, it's, Shabbos, it's going to be Shabbos an hour, right now it's not Shabbos. Right? That's not how it works. The way it works is on Shabbos, you go to the hospital, the Kuach Nefesh overrides Shabbos. doesn't cancel Shabbos, it overrides it. So one can make, again, the following argument. One can either say, Lashon Hara is needless gossip. Anything that has a purpose, has utility, is not Lashon Hara. Or one can say, no, 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 it's still Lashon Hara. It's just we have a hierarchy of values, and when there's a clash, we go with the Chayvah. Make sense? You like it? Then you like it? <laughs> Says the Minchas Asher. He very strongly lands on the side that when there is a when there is a clash, it's not that we have Lashon Hara and Toelas, but rather it's not considered Lashon Hara. See, it's, it's the uh, the picture on the page. The Gavdi Yisadalacha, the Folsh Amulot Toelas, Ein Bo Isur Lashon Hara, Gurub Chavetz Chaim, and he says. It's not because we push away Lashnara. El Yisoda is totally the Mida Rock. The whole idea of Lashnara is it's a Mida Rock. It's a bad thing to do. The whole Shakavan also Litova will tell us Chavero Velola Rasa aim is a Avera Klaw. If you're at, if it's about the Mida Rock, it's about a bad thing, the bad evil gossip. It's shock. It's there's no necessity to it, so there's no. It's not lashnara when there's a necessity. That's so. That's that's what. That's what. That's the approach of, of the minchas asher. How the chavetz chaim takes a separate approach. The chavetz chaim says. Chavetz chaim says on bottom, and this is, it's okay. The chavetz chaim says in a couple places. The chavetz chaim is very clear. It's always lashnara. It's just there's a hierarchy of values. There's a clash. There's a hierarchy of values, and this might explain the following case. Are you ready for this? You see the little asterisk below the Minchas Asher? The Chavetz Chaim says something very surprising, which everyone is kind of very, very perplexed about. If you're in a store, let's say you go into a store, and you see a person about to buy a product, and you know across the street he can buy that product for, let's say, $5 cheaper. It's not, it's not like the guy's price gouging. It's not like it's a, insanely more expensive. It's a couple of dollars cheaper across the road. It says to Chavetz Chaim, you're not allowed to tell him. It's lush and horror. You're causing harm to the shopkeeper. And he's charging more than the guy across the road. Which is very perplexing. And everyone's trying to figure out what exactly is going on here. Why would that be? I mean, you're, what, it's great to well. What greater to is there? Beyond saving this person's life and saving someone's money. We all want to save them. We're Jews. Right? What's, it's, it's a kind of, you're trying to, trying to economize here. Like, what's, what, what's wrong with that? So there's some who want to say, the Chavetz Chaim is wrong. There are others who want to say, no, the Chavetz Chaim is trying to say, it's not that you can't tell him it's cheaper across the road, but it's how you tell him. If you walk up to the guy and say, by the way, across the road you may save a couple dollars, that's what's permitted. If you walk up and say, oh, Yanko, the storekeeper, he's charging you $55, the guy's, and the guy's, you know, he's trying to squeeze all the money out of you. Can you, can you believe, how can you believe that? It's crazy. Go across the road, they charge normal prices, not like this crazy guy over here. So it's how you say it, not what you're saying, which is the sudden life, by the way. Oftentimes, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. However, perhaps we can argue as follows. If you think Lush and Harp is, if, sorry, excuse me, if you think Toelis is only about, is only about when it's, when it's, when it's not needless, even there's a utility to it, so then it's not Lashnar B'chlap. It's not Lashnar because there's a utility to it. So one can, it's very hard, you have a very hard time swallowing this Chavetz Chaim. Because you'll say as follows, there's utility, you're, you're saving five bucks. It's not Lashnar. And therefore you, you'd reject this. However, if you say like the Chavetz Chaim wants to argue in many places, it's still Lashnar. But again, it's a clash of values. So what's going on here? We have to weigh all the factors. That's not within price range. I don't know why they do that. As long as it's within a normal price range. So if you start weighing all the values, well, is there Toelis here? 
okay, this guy's gonna say five bucks, but you're now gonna lose, the, the storekeeper's gonna lose money, and perhaps one can make an argument. When it's within normal range, it's much nar because the toelis does not outweigh the potential loss of income to the storekeeper. Any thoughts? Yeah. But is that a Lushan Hari issue or is that more like a Midos Tobas issue? You know, the guy who decides to stand outside the store and go to the store down, it's cheaper, save money. Well, your earlier argument with Lushan Hari is also about what you and, and how you position. Correct. So, are you agreeing that it is a Lushan Hari? So, actually, I want to tie it into that. I want to tie it into that. Just follow me one second. One can, pr- one can probably say if Lushan Hari is more harm oriented, so in a case where it's not harmful, meaning because there's a greater good, i.e. society, so then it's not Lush and Har, then, then you'd say it's not Lush and Har at all. Meaning if you want to tie these two sheets together, the idea that there's a hierarchy of values and it's still Lush and Har, but now we permit you to say because, again, something has to go, that seems more less harm-oriented, because there's still going to be harm there, and more Midos Tobos. Whereas if you say, no, it's Lush and Hara, it's not, it's not Lush and Har when there's a Tuelas, that seems more harm-oriented because the harm is not as, as great. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Why? Deal site tells you what store selling you cheap. No, I think, I, so I think yeah, you have to also, it, it works somewhat with what Yara is saying. There's a difference between standing in the store and the person deciding, should I go shopping or not? And then you get a thing in your inbox and you end up buying, for some reason, like 30 pounds worth of coffee, which you're never going to use, but it looked like a good deal. On the Chaim Walder case? Okay, great idea. So Chaim Walder. Uh, I wasn't going to discuss it, but I hope you all make conclusions. So one of the big things that came out was we can't discuss the Chaim Walder with Lush and Har. Right? That's why we, we didn't reveal it. And I think it's very obvious right now. Well, there's a Toelis, it ain't Lush and Har. Or it's Lush and Har, but there's a greater value, and that is putting a murderer away. So unequivocally, you report it. Which is part of the reason why I want to discuss this. But I think once you're on the topic, and, that, and this is actually the, this is the, a very keen insight. We actually go back. I skipped it. You go back, and we can, we can conclude with this, and that's as follows: the Nitziv is baffled by our opening by our, one of the opening things we said. And that's as follows: It says, "Lo Do not be a tailbearer among your people. Do not stand in your brother's blood. What's the connection between the two? Why are you putting the same pasuk? Says Nitziv. Because if you want to take Lashon Hara so seriously, you're never going to say, quote-unquote, Lashon Hara, there are times you're going to be standing on your brother's blood. You're going to say, oh, I can't report him. How can I report him? It's Lashon Hara. You know what you just did? You stood on the, all the victim's blood. It's your fault. It says in the tzif. Like, don't be so firm when it comes to Lashon Hara that you end up causing people's bloodshed. And it's not just bloodshed. The tzif says also people lost the money, monetary loss. One, one other point, this is the Pista Chuva, he says, and more prevalent than Lashon Nara. What is it? Someone who refrains from speaking when they should speak up. 
to, to save someone, to save someone's money when they should. Do you hear that? He says, worse than Lashnara is someone who does not speak, quote unquote, Lashnara because they want to be extra from. How can I report it? How can I report him? When there's a Tawelis, it's not that when there's a Tawelis, you have a Hetter, you're allowed to say it, but you have an obligation to say it. It's mandatory to say it. And if you don't, it's an Avon Gadol in Lashnara. So when the Rambam says, Greater than Shvichas Domimingilei Rais and Avodazars Lashonara says the, the truest addition, and even worse than that, is someone who's Menias Atzmo the Daber when there's a purpose to speak. And he gives an example: Derek Moshe Lemi Shiro Be'Echotu Orev Al Chaveiro Arama Ahaderach Bemidbar Belaharga. First, he sees someone's waiting to ambush someone. O Shiro Choser Machteres Belaila Beso. We see someone's going to rob someone's house. First, like, ah, I can't tell so and so's miyamut. I can't tell so and so you're you're getting involved in a Ponzi scheme. Lashnara, Bernie Madoff's a Jew. I don't want to speak Lashnara about the good guy. That's worse than Lashnara itself. That's what that's what the Truth Deshen says. So to answer your question, yes, you report it. But I do. I will. Also, I will say as follows: If someone, the tension is real. The tension trying to figure out. Again, that's an extreme case. With attention in a non-extreme case of, is it Lashnar, is it Toelis? The fact you feel attention, and you have to figure out the hierarchy, it's not, we, don't dismiss it. If you really value Lashnar, and it really something you think about often, not speaking Lashnar, but, but not speaking Lashnar. So then when something like this comes up, like you, you know someone, let's say stealing from the shuk, you know someone stealing from a supermarket, there's a real tension there because it's a hierarchy of values. The Chavetz Chaim said it's not that it is Lashnar or not Lashnar. I guess that is one approach. But what, according to Chavetz Chaim, which he makes a very strong, a very strong push for, it's Lashnar. It's just as a clash of values. A clash creates tension. A clash make, means it isn't always so simple. Life isn't always so simple. Things are complex. People are complex. Situations are complex. And if you feel that tension, doesn't mean it's because you don't value the truth. You don't value saving people. It, be, it means because you value Lashnar. And people that don't always feel that tension, is it because they want they value the Toelis more, or is it because they don't value Lashnar? I'm getting it. Everyone has their own motivations. Everyone knows. But it's just something, something to think about. That the tension, Eitan, could be real. Even if it's, we're unequivocal, we know how we land. But again, whenever there's a clash, that creates some sort of tension. And that will bring us to our final source. We'll skip the middle one, then we'll come back to next week. And that's as follows. On the last page, the Gemara says, it's Gemara Nido. The Gemara says, Tanya, who habar shemali yishmol ben nesino chalala dixiv habar shalashliach shemali yishmol is called par genoshim asher pachu biad gedalim. The Gemara tells us there was a pit that yishmol, the son of nesino, filled with all the bodies, and it said these were the people who were killed um, and slain by the side of gedalim. Says the Gemara, gedalim didn't kill them. The story here is this is gedalim of some gedalim fame. The reason we're fasting on some gedalim, he was warned. <laughs> That they were going to come to kill him, and he said, "I don't want to accept the flesh and heart," and he was killed. The Gemara faults him for this. The Gemara says, as if he killed himself and the people around him, because it's, because because the halacha is this. The Gemara says, Even though we're not supposed to accept flesh and heart, that doesn't mean we don't have to be concerned for it to be true. And this is a great episode when it comes to flesh and heart. There's a difference between saying, I'm going to accept it and listen to it and believe it's true, and saying, even though I'm not going to believe it's true, I'm still going to take necessary precautions. Again, this is, again, not in extreme cases, but in lesser cases. One can, 
thread this balance of someone tells you something, not wanting to believe it, but also taking necessary precautions. And I think if you put this all together, we started out saying, what exactly is the problem with Lashon Hara? Is it about the harm done or the individual? The Chavetz Chaim really says it's about the harm done, and therefore, and therefore, it's sorry, really about the individual, and therefore it's still Lashon Hara. Even when it's Toelis, however, Toelis outweighs it. That being the case, that being the case, that could create a tension. That tension's okay, because ultimately it means we care about Lashon Hara, but ultimately say, just like we say, Lo Seilach we also say, Lo Samuel Damreyach. That you shouldn't speak Lashonar, but also to make sure that doesn't cause you to stand on your brother's blood. And then we concluded and said, everyone should have a wonderful day.